Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time. Me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern flying solo today. Pastor Ken Keltner is out of town. Really excited about today's show. Our special guest, he's a former Pittsburgh Steeler, former Green Bay Packer, and now is the radio voice for the Steelers, and he's a pastor, the men's ministry pastor at South, South Hills Bible Chapel in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Our special guest, Tunch Ilkin. Tunch, how are you today? Man, I am great, Mike. It's great to be on with you today, brother. Man, I really appreciate it. I appreciate a few minutes of your time. I know you're really busy. This time of year has got to be kind of crazy for you, Tunch. You know, Mike, it is. I mean, uh, and hey, believe me, there was no trouble putting, uh, uh, carving out this time for you and, and the tremendous ministry that you guys have. Um, but the season is a little nutso between being on the air every day on radio and doing, you know, you know, several TV hits through the course, and then my pastoral responsibilities. I, sometimes I feel like an accordion. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's so, awesome. But you know what, though? Uh, half the year I, I, I've got a crazy schedule, but the other half of the year I have a very, very workable schedule. So, you know, I'm just thankful that the Lord has given me some really cool things to do and some great opportunities. You know, I, I jokingly tell all my buddies, uh, and or when I teach, uh, you know, the uh, the class I teach on Wednesday night, I, I only know two things. I know Jesus, and I know football, and that's all I know. And uh, thankfully, the Lord has given me uh, a vocation and a ministry marrying those two things. Hey, Tetch, you're like the perfect guest for faith in the zone. If you can marry <laughs> Jesus and football, Matt, you, you fit in right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, before we get into some some a few things, I think this first segment, what we're going to do is talk a little bit about, about your upbringing. Um, I know uh, by doing some research, you grew up in the Chicago, Illinois area. Um, before we do that, your one year with the Green Bay Packers, what was that like for you? You know, it was really a neat experience. You know, Mike, and it was also very humbling. It was, you know, I was 36 years old, and, uh, you know, I'm with the Packers, and and uh, I'm, I'm trying to show that I am who I used to be, but the reality of it was that I was not, and I was, you know, my body was falling apart. And it was, you know, one day, you know, I think I pulled a hammy, I hurt my back, I pulled my tricep, or... Uh, you know, my shoulders were killing me. And, you know, one day during training camp, I'm in the training room and I've got show ice on both my shoulders, both my knees, my hamstring, my tricep and my back. And Holmgren walks in 
And he looks around and he looks at me and he looks at the training, the rest of the guys in the training room. He looks at me and he said, Tunch. And I, and I said, yeah, coach. He goes, is there any ice for anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, hey, I got, I got to, so, I got to tell you, I work every day with Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler. And uh-huh. and uh, Gary heard the promo that you were coming on, and he came running over to uh, to my area where I work, and he said, "You got Tunch Jokin coming on Faith in the Zone." I said, "Yeah." He said, "He's like really good friends with a good friend of mine, Rich Moran." And uh, yeah. he said, "Rich says nothing but really good things about Tunch. That's a good get for you." I said, "Yes, sir, it is. Yes, sir, it is." So we got two Green Bay Packers that that work in the building with us. And uh, a number of weeks ago, we had Bobby Bowden on. So Leroy yeah. Butler's like, "You got you got Coach Bowden on?" I said, "Yeah." And now Gary's all excited about Tunch Ilkin coming on, and and uh, he said, "Look, you tell him that uh, Rich Moran says nothing good things but good things about him." I'll tell him that I talk to Rich, you know, a lot. You know, he calls me from time to time, and Rich is a great guy. And I and you know, you were asking me about my experience in 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 Green Bay, Mike. In in some ways, it was really really humbling the fact that I couldn't play like I you know like I had been playing my whole career, but in but in other ways it was very rich. I got to be really close friends with with uh, Kenny Rutgers, who Kenny and I still we try to get together once a year somewhere in the country. Uh, you know he and he and uh, his wife really reached out to us, and uh, it, it was just um, you know Kenny. Kenny's just just a great guy, and Rich is a great guy. We were in a little accountability group together, and and uh, we were in a Bible study also with Johnny Holland and with Reggie, and it was just a you know just a really neat um, from a relational standpoint. My time in Green Bay was very very rich. Hey, Tunch, we've had uh, Don Beebe on the show a couple of times, and I asked him this question. I said, uh, Don, was it easier for you to walk worthy inside the locker room or outside of the locker room? And he said, I have to tell you, inside that locker room, when I was a Green Bay Packer, there were so many men that were living their life for the Lord that it was easier inside the locker room because there were so many eyes on us. We kept each other accountable. He said Reggie White used to have a thing called Saturday Night Live at Reggie's house, and people would go over to his house on Saturday night, and we'd play, you know, it was just fellowship time. We'd, we'd do a little Bible study and play some games, and, and he said that time of my life was so special being a Green Bay Packer because I sur- there, there was enough Christian men to surround myself and be being held accountable that it was easier for me to, to, to walk worthy inside the locker room. And I'm wondering if I ask you the same question, um, same answer for you? You know what? I think because I got saved, uh, you know, my right before my third year, between my second uh, offseason and my third year with the Steelers, um, it was a little difficult at first for me because, you know, I didn't really understand what it meant to be a Christ follower. You know, I, you know, my first couple years as a believer, you know, I would I have to confess to you, Mike, I would say I was a Christian. I was a Secret Service Christian, you know, uh, uh, but then as I started to grow, it became uh, much easier. And, yeah, there, was, there were those kind of relationships on the Steelers, too. You know, John Cole was a guy that really had a huge role in discipling me and our chaplain, Hollis Half. And, you know, the cha- uh, our chaplain in Green the great Nooms did a great job uh, as, uh, as well. But I think as you grow 
deeper in love with Christ, your walk becomes more, uh, more, uh, I don't know, shall we say, more honoring to Him because of of your of the deeper love that you have for the Lord. And so, um, I think for me, it, it it's been kind of an uphill tra- trajectory over the years, especially getting into ministry right away when I got out of the game, and. Um, and so, uh, you know, you know, that's a tough question for me to answer, but I know this, when I was a young believer, I wasn't fully committed. It wasn't until I started growing uh, in Christ that I started really getting serious about my walk with Jesus. We are, we are talking with Tunch Ilkin, again, former Pittsburgh Steeler and Green Bay Packers, now the radio voice for the Steelers, and he is the men's ministry pastor at South Hills Bible Chapel in Pittsburgh, and I'm going to give you this website a couple of times as we, we talk with Tunch, because I spent a ton of time on, on their church's website. It's uh, BibleChapel.org, BibleChapel.org, and in the second and third segment, we're going to talk a, a little bit about um, his church and this website, because I, I couldn't get off it. I, I literally spent two hours on it today, and it was so encouraging. Um, some of the things that that you can can hear and read on this website. I know this, Tunch. If I lived near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I would come to this church for, after seeing that website and hearing. Oh, what, that's really that's cool. That's cool of you to say, Mike. Well, I'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah, I love Pittsburgh. I've been there a couple of times, and. Uh, and I'm telling you, if I ever get back out there, I'll make sure a Sunday is there and I, I'm going to come see you guys. Hey, can we talk in the, in the, in the few minutes we have in this first segment? Um, you grew up in, in a Muslim household, correct? Right, correct. And, correct. and I'm wondering, when, when, did, when did things start to change for you as far as, as, far as uh, accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? You know, Mike, I, I, I'm a product of the 70s. And so uh, I, I confess that my background is very dark. Uh, you know, I, uh, I became a frequent drug user, a drug abuser, when I was in, uh, when I was in college at Indiana State University. Um, I was, a, you know, I, I just was a partier. You know, I was your typical uh, male college football player, in a sense, that and I'm not saying all football players were like that, but I'm just saying that sure. I was that kind of uh, uh, stereotypical guy, and um, and uh, it was kind of interesting that um, it wasn't until I got to the Pittsburgh Steelers that um, I realized that there were a bunch of guys on that team that were way different than I was. Guys like John Cole, Hall of Famer Mike Webster, Hall of Famer John Stallworth, Donnie Shell. Uh, my roommate at the time, Craig Wolfley, and Ted Pizzer-Lawrence, there were a bunch of guys that, that had a love for Christ, that loved each other, and that loved me. You know, Jesus said, by this all men will know that you're my disciples, that you would love one another. And I was just so attracted to these guys that had a sense of purpose, that had a calling, uh, that had a deep uh, love for Jesus, and I was trying to figure out what it really was, you know, what, you know, why are they that way? And, and who is this Jesus really? And, you know, when they, when they shared their lives, their, their, their lives with me, and they would talk about God as if they knew him intimately, because they did. Uh, they talked about God as if they had a, a relationship with him, because obviously they did. 
uh, and they talked about him as if he had something for them uh, because he did. And so, uh, uh, so you know, I, I, I just the more I I asked about it, and the more I was attracted to it, uh, you know. Uh, we were on a on a flight. At, we played on Monday Night Football against the Oakland Raiders in uh, 1981. And on the flight home, uh, Mike Webster had me in the back of the plane. And after he'd been sharing that Christ loved me so much that he was willing to hang on a cross for me 2,000 years ago to do for me what I could never do for myself, and that is to purchase my salvation, Amen. Uh, to to cleanse me of 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 my sins. And, uh, you know, Webby had me in the back of the plane, and he he asked me the question that every man, woman, and child has to answer. If you died today, where would you spend eternity, and how do you know? And uh, and I remember remember distinctly when he asked me that question, I was thinking, well, if God God grades on a curve, I'm figuring I'm I'm, I'm okay. I'm I'm, I'm not bad as that guy. I'm better than this guy. I'm not as good as Donnie Schell or John Stahl, but who is? But I remember Mike's sharing the gospel message with me and and starting in Romans 3 in Romans 3 verse 23 said for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and uh, now I didn't have any problem understanding that because I knew I was a sinner Mike and I knew that I was a druggie I was a liar I was a thief it was all those things and uh, and so when he said all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God I was thinking okay I believe that and, and I was thinking even the really good guys and even the really good guys. And, and then he explained to me in Romans 6 where it tells you that, that sin, uh, for the wages of sin, is death. In other words, what you earn, you know, and I grew up in, a Muslim, in the Muslim religion where there was a, a scales mentality. You, you put your good on one side of the scales, your bad on the other. If your good outweighs your bad, uh, who knows, maybe you have a shot at heaven. But then even then, there's an old saying in Turkish, Allah bilir, which is God only knows. And so at times it seemed like to me uh, that the God of, of Islam, Allah, was a whimsical God uh, as well. And so here I'm talking to, to guys that, that have a personal relationship with the living God, and I'm thinking that is so different from the God that I grew up. Uh, you know, to me, God was kind of a cosmic killjoy, if you will. Sure. And so, uh, so I'm in the back of the plane again, and, and Webby asked me the question, you know, if you died today, and then he shares with me that we're all sinners, and the sin separates us from God, for the wages of sin is death, not just physical death, uh, but uh, a spiritual death, which is eternal separation from God. But, he goes, but then the good news is this, that God gave us eternal life, and that eternal life is in his Son. And... Um, and so he explained to me that the receiving the gift of eternal life from Christ is a choice that I either make or I don't make, that God uh, chases us like a jealous lover, and he chases us until we relent or until our hearts harden to him. And, um, and, and, I, and, it, it, and I was thinking to myself, so you're telling me that, that God paid the price for my sin by sacrificing his son Jesus on the cross, for God so loved the world, you know, we John sure, three sixteen yep. that his only begotten son, that whoever should believe in him should live and never die. So I'm I'm thinking to myself, Wow. So God loved me and God sacrificed his son for me. And uh um 
you know, as I walked out that plane, it, it really blew my mind. And Craig Wolfley was my roommate at the time, and, and Craig grew up in a Christian house, and he was sharing Christ with me at the same time. And we did a, uh, you know, about uh, fast forward to February after that December game against the Raiders, fast forward to February, and we did a, uh, a football banquet that we both spoke at on the way home. He's you know, talking to me about Christ and his love for Christ and his parents and how they grew up in a home that they, you know, everybody loved Jesus and his father was dying of leukemia. And I remember asking him, I go, how are you handling all this? And he said, touch, he said, my dad loves Christ. The Bible tells us absent from the body in the presence of the Lord. And uh, he's not going to go to heaven because he's a good guy. He's going to he- heaven because, because of the price that Christ paid on the cross. He said, "For this is the testimony, as it says in First John. He, uh, he who has the Son has eternal life. He who does not have the Son does not have eternal life. I, you know, uh, sure. or this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. This eternal life is in His Son Jesus. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have eternal life." And uh, then it goes on, to, and John goes on to say, I, I, "I tell you this so that you may know you have eternal life." And I remember walking out of his car, and he, he wanted to pray with me. He wanted to, he said, would you like to receive Christ? And I said, no, well, that would be too weird. And, he, and I said, but maybe later. I need to think about it. And he goes, well, don't wait too long. I hate for you to die before you had the chance. Oh, <laughs> so I go into my room. I'm reading the book, The Late Great Planet Earth by Hal Lindsey. I finish it that night. At the end, Hal Lindsey gives you an opportunity to pray the sinner's prayer, to confess your sins, to ask Jesus to come into your life, to make you a new creation, and uh, you get to commit to following him, and that's what I did, and uh, that was February of 1982. Man, we, you know what? On this show, we love, we love testimonies, and and it never ever gets old hearing them. No, and and no. we have to get to a break, but I have to tell you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you some questions on the other side of the break. But and I told you this when we talked a couple days ago on this show. We have a lot of guys that the worst thing they ever did was steal a candy bar, and then we got guys like me and you that did did some yeah. things that we should not have been doing. And I'm thankful yeah. every day for a, a wife that prayed for me and a pastor yeah. that that this, when I walked in at Eastside Baptist that Sunday night and said I need your help, and he said I knew you'd be coming here. And I said, how'd you know that? <laughs> he said, your wife's been praying for you for years. Hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. Touch Ilkin, former uh, Pittsburgh Steeler, Green Bay Packer, the radio voice for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he's the pastor, the men's ministry pastor at South Hills Bible Chapel in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone. A journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back next week. Our special guest, Tunch Ilkin, former Pittsburgh Steeler. He is the radio voice for the Steelers. He is the men's ministry pastor at South Hills Bible Chapel in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 
You know, Tunch, when when you get to heaven, you're going to hug Mike Webster and say thank you. There's no yeah. doubt in my oh, mind. Oh, absolutely. Hey, you know, Webby gave me my first Bible. Man. Uh, and we used to be in a Bible study together. And uh, you're right, man. There's a... The, I am going to give him a hug. And, and, you know, it's in heaven that we'll find out all the people that we're praying for us that we didn't know we're praying for. It's unbelievable. You know, Webster's a Wisconsin guy, so this doesn't yeah, surprise Tomahawk. me. Yeah, it's Tomahawk, Wisconsin. And yeah, he uh, yeah. he was a heck of a football player, man. He was a tough dude. He was the best. He was the best. He was my hero. Hey, um, we talked a little bit about the, the, the church where you're the men's ministry uh, pastor. Again, it's it's BibleChapel.org. I cannot recommend this website enough. Uh, when, you, when you get on the website, click on Resources and look at the ministry messages, um, the blog. I, I, I looked at a number of blogs. In fact, the latest blog uh, that was written was right after, uh, I think it was three days ago, you guys had uh, right in your area, I think there was a, a shooting and, and it made yeah. the news and, and uh, the head pastor wrote a really good uh, article about that. One of the things on that that website, uh, you click on stories and Jake's story and Liz's story Liz's story brought me to tears, Tunch. I have to be honest with you. It's a woman that lost her husband. She's got two little kids and is so in love yeah. with she she's such a faithful woman and, and, and is in love with the Lord. And that just came across in that video that I watched. I, I with the church that you're at, obviously you guys are extremely active in the community. Um right. but one of my favorite things on, on the website was when it talked about it talked about the church itself, and it says the Bible Chapel exists to develop followers of Jesus Christ in South right. Hills of Pittsburgh, in the greater Pittsburgh area, and throughout the world. For more than 50 years, this mission has driven everything we do. And right. I just, for, for a church to put that out, I think, Tunch, this is a great a great church for you to be at. Obviously, they believe in, in in spreading the word, helping people, you know, getting people together. The five essentials that from your church is, is the word, uh, worship, worship, connect, serve, and yeah. share. And right. what a great, uh, great place for you to be at. You know what? It's the only church experience I've ever had, Mike. I got saved, and I, I, I came into this church when it was a small two-room church, uh, when it was the St. Clair Bible Chapel. And, uh, you know, one of the founders of the church, Dave Good, is, uh, uh, he's a CPA, but he was one of, the, he's one of the, uh, the founding elders, and he discipled me. You know, for 10 years, I used to go to a Bible study at his office every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. And, uh, you know, just uh, the thing about the Bible Chapel, uh, discipleship is big. You know, uh, we are about... Uh, growing followers uh, of Jesus Christ, and it's funny you 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 talk about uh, Liz Liz's story and her maiden name. By the way, is Story. Liz Story is her name. Huh. Lizzie was in when I was in when I was in the uh, when I was heading up the youth ministry there. She was one of our girls, and uh, uh, she was a, Liz is a sweetheart, and it was just a tough time when she lost her husband and. Uh, you know, it's a bit, we, I'm very thankful. We have a very caring church, uh, that, uh, that rallies and locks arms and, and comes alongside, you know, one another. And, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's a big part of who we are. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, um, the, the verse 
the cornerstone verse of, of the church is John seventeen seventeen. Sanctify them with your truth. Your word is truth. And uh, so everything we do is based in the scriptures. Hey, Tunch, I and I don't want to get to a, t- a touchy subject with you, but but uh, watching Liz's story, I couldn't help but to think that, you know, you have been through that. You lost uh, yes. your first wife. Yeah. And and obviously there 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 had to be um for you a very difficult time and when she was going through this had to be a difficult time for you as well but i i would i would assume and maybe i'm assuming wrong but there there had to be a way for you to put your arm around her and say look i know how hard this is it does get better uh you, you know uh the the when you lose someone um the heartbreak is wrenching you know, I mean, Sharon and I were married for 30 years. We were together for 35. She battled cancer for eight years. And, uh, you know, her battle was a tough one. But uh, uh, Sharon loved the Lord. She had such a deep faith. You know, when she would be when her when she would be in so much pain because of the cancer and she would she would just kind of just be moaning, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. And she would pause and she would say oh jesus how you must have suffered for me oh. and uh uh yeah she was just um she was tough as nails you know she used to say um to our children she'd say the you know whatever happens the lord will be glorified if i am healed he will be glorified if he takes me he will be glorified uh and um and that was the truth of it uh it was very public what we went through um as you can imagine yes and um you know but thankfully we had a great church you know when she was ill we never had to do a meal i mean all her friends all our family you know our church family we would have meals you know we'd have a meal every other day and it would be good for two days you know how that is sure and uh you know it was just the, the the church just you know, rallied around us, and, you know, it was a tough time, and, and she's in the presence of the Lord, uh, and, and you know, she is happier than she ever was here on earth. I know that's hard for people to understand, but but uh, the beauty, the glory, the majesty, uh, the peace, the the love that we will experience when we, when we will be in, 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 in glory, in His presence, uh, you know, as the Apostle Paul said, no... Uh, uh, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has comprehended what God has in store for those who love Him. And uh, you know what? You know, my, Sharon could, like the Apostle Paul at the end of Second Timothy, can truly say, um, you know, even now I'm being poured out as a drink offering, but I have fought the good fight, uh, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. And now awaits me the crown of glory that the righteous Judge Jesus has for me, but not only for me, but for all who long for his reappearing. So she's in his presence, That's... you know, and no more pain, no more cancer. And, uh, and you're right, Mike, you know, uh, in the midst of the pain, when we're going through suffering, you know, her suffering was real and physical. Mine was more emotional, uh, at the thought of losing her. Um, but God uses our pain to minister to the next person that that it's happening to, you know, and, uh, you know, because of, you know, my situation, I've had the opportunity to minister to many men uh, who have lost their spouses since I lost Sharon 
uh, almost five years ago. So, um, uh, you know, God is, God is good. He is good. You know, and he is, um, you know, his grace is sufficient. Does it make the hurt go away? No. Uh, it doesn't make the hurt go away. Hey, Tunch, um, Tunch, can I yeah, ask you three, uh, three children, Tanner, Natalie, and Clay, uh, how they right. doing? Everybody's good? Yeah, good. Tanner and, and Natalie are both married and both have sons. So uh, I have two grandsons now. My uh, uh, Tanner's 31, Natalie's 27, her and her husband. They, they all live here. My son Clay is uh, 25, and he's coached. He's not married yet, but, you know, he's in love. And he's coaching football at Geneva College, where he's coaching the defensive backs, which is a small Christian Division three college here uh, in in uh, Western Pennsylvania. So thank you. Yeah, my kids are are doing well. You know, hey, they've you know we, we've all grown. You, we've we, all grown as a result of that. We we uh we had a pastor on from uh from North Carolina, and he's a grandfather as I am. I have three grandsons who live across the street from me, and he said, you know, Mike. Had I known how cool it was to be a grandfather, I would have skipped the parenthood thing altogether. <laughs> and I thought, man, praise the Lord for that. I, 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 you know, I certainly enjoyed being a parent, but this grandfather thing is pretty cool, man. I'm enjoying it that is. for sure. It is cool. It is cool. Hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll finish up with Tunch Ilkin. Again, former Pittsburgh Steeler, Green Bay Packer. He is the radio voice for the Steelers. We'll ask him what's going on with that Steeler team a little bit. Uh, on the other side of the break, this is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by All-American Window and Door. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church is out of town. Our special guest, or my special guest, Tunch Ilkin, former Pittsburgh Steeler. He's the radio voice for the Steelers, and he is the men's ministry pastor at South Hills Bible Chapel. Again, I cannot recommend enough, biblechapel.org. And, and make sure you've got at least 20 minutes to set aside because when you get on that website, you're not going to want to leave. There's a number of just really strong um, things that you can go. Resources is where I would go. And there's ministry messages and a blog that's phenomenal. Daily devotionals that you can sign up that uh, people from this church will send you encouragement uh, from the word for your day. And uh, stories, there's just a lot of great things. Again, that's uh, biblechapel.org. Hey, Tunch, being the uh, being an ex-Pittsburgh Steeler and now the radio voice for the Steelers, uh, is it hard for you to be able to say, hey, look, the Steelers just aren't playing well right now? Are you able to do that? Yeah, yeah I, I can do that. You know, I, um, Mike, it's funny. I'm invested enough to want them to win, but not so invested that I see the game through black and gold colored glasses. You know what I mean? Sure, yep. Uh, I want them to win. I have a lot of friendships with the coaching staff, especially, uh, you know, a couple of the assistant coaches I played with that were teammates of mine, Carnell Lake and Jerry Osaski were teammates of mine. Um, And, uh, you know, I love those guys, and I want them to win. I'm friends with Coach Tomlin and Johnny Mitchell, the defensive line and the head coach. Um, so I want them to win. 
But when they're playing bad, I mean, you know, you got to, you know, it's like uh, you got to say the emperor has no clothes. Right. And, yes, uh, you do. And, and when they play bad, you know, I'm not, a, I'm, I, I don't look at my, I'm not a guy that's going to uh, harp on it and, and, and kind of uh, be really, really critical. But I am going to say, boy, the Steelers are flat today or the Steelers aren't getting it done. They're not blocking. Uh, they're not, you know what I'm, I, you know, I, I, I speak truth as I watch, uh, you know, watch the game. I'm not going to rip them as I wouldn't rip anybody. Sure. Uh, you know what I mean? But I'm going to, uh, you know, report what I see. Hey, I have to uh, thank my wife, Terry, for this interview, by the way, Tunchin. I should have done that when we first started, but um, doing this show, one of the more difficult things is to find guests. And so I, I have people that will call me, send me emails. Have you thought about this guy? I heard this guy. Well, I came home one day and my wife said, hey, I've got somebody for Faith in the Zone. And I heard him on VCY. His name is, she couldn't pronounce your name very well, but Tunch Ilkin, and she wrote it down. And I said, okay, let me let me take a listen. And and I didn't say anything for a couple of days. And I came back and uh, from work, and she said, hey, did you find him yet? And I said, no. She goes, I heard him again today. And it's you need to get him on faith in the zone. That he's unbelievable on the air, and his his message and his walk is strong. And so I just want to thank my wife Terry for looking out for faith in the zone. That's pretty good. Yeah, tell her thanks for me. Yeah, you bet. She she loved your message. I think it was on uh, on VCY, and, and and I'm not sure what the name of the show was. You do a lot of radio stuff, correct? Yeah. Well, see, my our, our senior pastor Ron Moore is the uh, 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 does back to the Bible. He is the back to the Bible guy, and so we did a series. He and I, uh, and before back to the Bible, he had the journey, and he was syndicated throughout the United States. Uh, we've done uh, probably about 30 shows on men's issues, everything from addictions to uh, temptations uh, to marriage stuff to, uh, you know, biblical integrity, biblical manhood, you name it. We've, we've done a bunch of them, so I know they were running those on. Uh, so, yeah, I do a lot of radio. I do a local show here on ESPN, the local ESPN networks on the Steelers radio network as well. And it's on Steelers football. I just do football. But, you know, we talk a lot about Jesus on our show because my co-host is uh, Wolf, Craig Wolfley and Wolf and I. Uh, we're both uh, Christ followers. Uh, we both love the Lord. And, you know, when opportunities come up, even in our secular radio show uh, on the Steelers to talk about Christ, we, you know, we do. Hey, so you guys went from being roommates with the Steelers to now now doing radio show together? Yeah, yeah, That's and he awesome. also, you know, I, I, I do the games. Uh, uh, I'm the color analyst for the games on the Steelers radio network. He's the sideline reporter, so <laughs> we've been best we've been best buds for 37 years. That's and he's awesome. A great guy, yeah, and a, and, a, and a dear dear brother. Man, he was a good football player. He was, and he, you know, his yeah. brother Ronnie played for the uh, uh, Cardinals uh, and uh, also for the Cleveland Browns. Boy, speaking of the Browns, man, you th- what's your prediction? Are they get a win this year? Yeah, you got to. They got to get gotta one. Real, yeah, you got to get one win. You know, they're, they're going to beat somebody. Yeah, they, they're going to beat beat someone. You, you've got to. Man, you got to be really bad not to, to, to go to to lay an offer. I'm trying to figure out who the last team that ran that uh, uh, dropped an offer. The Lions, I think. 
I yeah. think the Lions did. Boy, I, I tell you what, I would love to see their left tackle, Joe Thomas, somehow end up in Green Bay, come home, the back end of his career. Um, I, you know, Ted Thompson doesn't do any trades and he doesn't ever sign any free agents, but Joe Thomas, one of the best left tackles, I think in the NFL is a, you know, Brookfield central, you know, city of Milwaukee. It's, it's, you know, 15, 10 minutes out of the city, but he is a Wisconsin guy. And, and I, that's just got to be really hard for him. He, he never misses a game. They haven't, you know, they haven't gone to the playoffs in how many years. So I don't think he's missed Mike. I don't think he's missed a play. No, not a play. Yeah, he he is he is a great player, and he's really a good guy. You know, uh, he you know I talked to him a lot before the Steelers play the Browns. If he's out on the field when I'm out on the field, we'll just kind of visit for a little bit. He's really a good guy. Yeah, he is a a good guy. The the year that he got drafted by the Browns, they wanted him to come to New York, and he said, "No, I'm going fishing with my dad." And yeah, he was out on Lake Michigan, cool. yeah, fishing, and and uh, that's how that's how us Wisconsin boys, Tunj, that's how we are, man. We just uh, we go out fishing or hunting instead of doing that New York stuff. Hey, um, we just got two. You minutes. know what? I used to come. I Mike. I used to come up to Milwaukee for Summerfest when oh. I was in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, up from Chicago, <laughs> and then I, we used to go camping up in Lock the Flambeau, and we went up the Eagle River, and Atta you boy. Know, up the door. Yeah, I've been all, I off the door kind of. Matter of fact, this summer I want to I want to go to. I've never been to Mackinac Island. That's my next. That's like my bucket list thing to drive up to Mackinac Island. Man, it's awesome there. It's it, it's awesome. I I have to tell you, we uh, I look forward to the to the next time that we have Jan, and I'm going to wait for the Steelers run in the playoffs and and make sure that it's in your off season. But I've got like 25 questions that I have down that I did not get to because it's just really interesting um, talking to you about your days as the Steelers and your testimony was unbelievable, Tunj. Again, BibleChapel.org. If you want to know more about uh, South Hills Bible uh, Chapel in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I, I can't recommend it enough. Please thank the people that work your website. You tell them, at least for me personally, uh, just an encouragement today that I really need it. I will tell him. Thanks, Mike. You bet, Tunch. Thank you very much. Again, he's Tunch Ilkin, former Pittsburgh Steeler, Green Bay Packer, radio voice for the Steelers and pastor of the men's ministry at South Hills Bible Chapel. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, got a couple of minutes to talk to uh, a couple, uh, two brothers uh, for King and Country. It's a Christian pop uh, band. They were in studio uh, here, and, and we got a chance to talk with these two guys, strong Christians doing really good work in the Nashville area, and we'll talk to them on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Young Express. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Oh, welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo on this segment. Here at Entercom, every once in a while, man, some cool things happen. And today, something really cool happened. A band came in, played a couple of songs. They're, they're actually playing here in, in the city. 
um, before King and Country. For King and Country, didn't know a lot about them. So I emailed my son, Matthew. And Matthew said, Dad, that's one of my favorite uh, groups. And if you get a chance, I'm going to give you a couple of ways uh, to, to look at For King and Country on Twitter. The number For King and Country you can follow them or on Facebook for King and Country. I'm joined by Luke and Joel Smallbone. Boys, thanks a lot. I appreciate a couple of minutes of your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you bet. So Christian pop, I think, would be, is, is that is that a correct term of, of the music you guys play? <laughs> well, it's interesting because, you know, we've, uh, we're originally from Australia, and um, when we came over to the United States, our dad was very involved in music on the business side. And our sister was a gospel singer for many years. And so we, we joked that dad needed cheap labor. He managed her. And so he, he brought us out as the road crew. And we did everything from setup lights to background vocals. You name it, we did it. And really saw the impact of music through that. And so when we started working together, uh, Luke was 19, I was 21. And it was really honestly, Mike, it was kind of to just write music honestly, authentically, about the human experience, about God, about relationships, and 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 that's what we've been doing ever since. And so, it, it, people often have that question: Well, what is it? Where? Do and and I would sort of get back to the basics of man. Our our sort of role as musicians is just to write authentically, and then leave it up to you to decide. Here's I doing some some research to have you guys in. Yeah. Um, Luke, you you had a quote that said, "Look, I, I write music." I, I, I write about life. I love Jesus, and I write about that, and I write about I write about the stuff, and I I think you're right. You can't put this into a box. I listened to a lot of your music uh, this morning. I got a chance to hear you guys live today, and what I loved about it is is we were filled in our conference room with some believers, some non-believers, and the way that you go about your message is incredible. And it, it just is. It's really good music. It's a it's a great beat, and the message within the song I think is just marvelous. And you guys mm. do a good job. Well, thank you very much. Well, I, one of the things that we've always said is, is when I'm flipping through the stations, uh, when I'm driving down the, the the road, going to a new city or whatever, you know, you don't stop on a station based off of well, is this the local top forty station or is this a country? You just stop if it's a good good song or not. And my hope is 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 that we, we make good music. Because the only two genres that I really know is good music and bad music, and I don't want to be on the bad music side. Well, you're not. I can tell you. At least, look, maybe I don't have a great ear for music, but I'm just an Irish boy that you know coaches in basketball. But it, it really is uh, good music. I can tell you this, uh, Luke, that I got in a little trouble today because I made f at least five girls cry at, uh, at work today. I sent them your YouTube video, the song called Without You. And you talk about what that song and how difficult that song was to write. And, and you had gotten sick. And, and it, 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 the story behind it, I would highly recommend people go to YouTube. Uh, For King and Country is the name of the band. The song is Without You. Take a listen to this and, and watch the maybe two-minute video prior as Luke explains that song. Um, pretty emotional song for you to write. Yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, uh, got diagnosed with uh, a disease uh, about a digestive disorder about four years ago. Four years ago on Halloween, so it's a four years and just a few days now. Man, and uh, I think at first I I was kind of the quintessential twenty six year old who's saying, "Oh, I'm just going to tough it out. I'm going to figure this out. It'll be okay." And then 
I got to see my my body just uh, disappear before my eyes. I mean, I got down to 125 pounds. And you're 6'4". Yeah, I'm 6'4". So I got really, really light. And then the doctors start freaking out. And so then we had, you know, my wife uh, came to me one night uh, and she said, Luke, you you just can't leave me here. You got to fight through this illness. You got to make it through to the other side. And that was the real wake up call. For me, and so then as we started writing our second album, uh, uh, Joel, another guy, Matt Hales, who we were writing with, came to me and said, Luke, you, you know we got to write that song. we gotta, we got to kind of journal out that song. You need to be real honest and, and tell hmm. the story. And that was a, a real healing but difficult uh, thing to do because you're talking about a lot of the, the – at, at that time in my life, that was the most difficult thing I'd ever faced. When, when you sing that song, is it still emotional for you or has it just become a song? It's still it's still very heartfelt. I've learned to control the emotions. Sure. Uh, there were times when we were first talking about it where I, you know, I'd nearly lose it, uh, you know, almost every night. And so, but the other cool thing is, you know, you referenced the, the, the music video. You see in that music video, my wife crumble at the end. Right. And that's all real. We did one take and we did this whole take and, and she's on the other side. So I can't see her. I'm on one side of this wall. And my brother Ben came to me uh, once we had just stopped filming, and everybody was silent. And I was like, why is everybody silent? I've done enough music videos. When, when you cut, everybody's like, yeah, great job, whatever. And there was silence, and, he, and, and uh, we, we, we stopped filming, and he said, that we, I just witnessed something that was magical. We don't really even need to do this again, but we will. But what I just witnessed. And so all of that music video, that's the real emotions of what we were going through mm -hmm. as we were uh, filming that. You know, I just met you today for the first time, but I'm going to give you a line that I use with other guys. You all kicked your coverage a bit. Do you know what that means? Your wife is beautiful. You're a good-looking fellow, but you know what? Yes, you all kicked course. your coverage no, just, right. just right. a bit. Hey, um, they're, they're giving us the sign that we have to get moving here. Last question, if we can. Um, new single called Priceless. Yeah. Uh, Joel, I want to talk to you about that. Also, a movie uh, that's just been released, correct? Yeah. Called Priceless, and, and we got a chance to hear that song today. Phenomenal song. Really great song. Um, Thank you. Good luck with the movie. And if you can, quickly um, tell us a little bit about what, if we go out to see the movie, what we're mm. going to see. Well, going, speaking of Luke and marriage and um, the journey, the song was really, and the movie inherently was really born out of something that we've felt moved to share about as young men in a band, and that is chivalry, and that is um, celebrating a woman's worth. And one of the tangible things we did, Mike, was we, 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 we brought in these um, Australian-framed one-cent coins, and um, we made them available at every show. We wear them as a reminder of a woman's worth, and we've seen, to date, uh, about 300,000-plus folks wow. grab one of these necklaces. And so we went to our brother Ben, who's a filmmaker, um, and does all our music videos as well. And we said, hey, we feel like there's a story that needs to be told here. And so long story, very short, we've taken this, the heartbeat of this story, this drama, thriller, uh, really love story now to the silver screen. And it's in theaters around the country. And uh, simultaneously, I'm one of the actors in it, Luke's one of the producers. And we had the, you know, we had the producer from the Spartan film 300 come on board. We had Jim Perry from Suicide Squads, David Koechner from Anchorman, Bianca Santos from The Duff. We had all these great actors come on board because they got behind the story and the heartbeat of it. So I encourage you to, to you know, take a trip to the theaters locally to see that. But also inherently in it, we, um, we wrote a song uh, called Priceless that's our current single and maybe one of the songs that's nearest and dearest to our hearts. It's a great song. It really is. And thank you for playing that today. Um, your parents must be really proud. 
You guys, <laughs> we right? hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got to be really proud. Uh, yeah, they're, of, they're of here. The, they're actually, they travel with us. Our dad still manages us. Our mom awesome. uh, helps with us as well. But it's certainly a family affair. Well, that's great. Uh, you guys are really nice young men. Keep up the good work. And, uh, you know, with, with, with the amount of people that come to listen to your music, um, continue on, on your journey. Uh, walk worthy, right? And, and, and just make sure that when, when they leave, um, they understand that you guys all are all about really good music, but a good, strong message. So, mm. boys, thanks a lot for a couple minutes of your time. Thanks, man. I appreciate Absolutely. it. You, again, that's 4King and Country, and you can find them on Twitter at the number 4King and Country. Uh, follow them on Twitter or find them on Facebook, 4King uh, and Country. Again, that's Luke and Joel Smallbone. Uh, just a great band, really nice young man. And if you get a chance, Priceless, the movie is out. Uh, get, uh, go and watch that. Uh, thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.